Welcome to the newest episode of the Needless Things Podcast, where we talk about toys, movies, music, and all manner of pop culture dorkery. I'm your host, Dave, and before we get any further, I want to tell you about friends. Not like acquaintances or people you hang out with, but literally the TV show Friends. Uh, this is This is a secret, you guys, that I haven't discussed at all on the social media or, or anywhere but uh, I have been making my way through all ten seasons of Friends because I like that show. I understand it's not for everyone, and some people find it vapid and shallow and, and uh, to have no value, but I enjoy it. I can turn my brain off and watch it, which is something that I've needed for the past couple of months because there's been so freaking much going on. I can't believe I spent some time sitting at this desk the other day and I didn't have anything I had to plan for. I didn't have, like, an event to get ready for. I was just sitting here, taking pictures of toys, uh, just hanging out. It was nice, and yet also kind of depressing. So I need something to do. But I, I think I can wait a couple of weeks before I make anything concrete happen, uh, because I am enjoying my directionlessness right now. And I, and I say directionlessness when I, you know, I do the podcast every week. I've got the website. I've got the family. I've got the job. I've got this and that. I've got plenty going on, but you know, I, I need that little something extra. I need to be working. But for the past couple of months, friends has been my go-to for when I'm going to sleep or when I've just like not in the mood for a specific movie or TV show or whatever. I just put on friends and I love it. I think they're great. I think all the actors are great. I think. Uh, there's a lot of really good writing. I think season seven is the one that I watched that I felt was actually the best season overall uh, as far as just having tight, solid episodes. So there you go, people. Maybe uh, that lowers your respect for me a little bit. And uh, in all likelihood, you know, I don't care because I like what I like and there's no shame around these parts. So I'm I am on the eighth episode of the 10th season now. And I know I'm zeroing in on that that show, that post-show depression. And you know what I'm talking about. When you finish, you know, usually it's just a season of a show and you're like, oh man, I want more of that. But I, I will have gone through 10 seasons of this show. And, you know, maybe when I'm done, I'll feel like, okay, I'm good. That was enough. Time to find something else. But at the same time, it's for two, maybe almost three months now, They've been there for me, uh, and and I'm not going to start it over again, obviously. So there you go. That's what's up there. And I want to mention that yesterday I was on our pal Richard Yule's Nerdy Laser podcast talking about Days of the Dead Atlanta. I had a fantastic time. My original plan had been to come on this intro and tell you guys about what went down at Days of the Dead Atlanta, but uh, instead, I went on Richie's show, and we had a great time talking about it. So you're going to have to go over there and check it out if you want to know how that whole weekend went down. It was amazing, or at least the parts that I can remember were amazing. So go check out, uh, if you Google Nerdy Laser or if you uh, follow it on Facebook, 
uh, or Instagram. Uh, Nerdy Laser is on Instagram, so go over there and you'll find the links to everything you need to know. And that guy puts episodes up fast. I, I didn't realize, like, we we talked, and within a couple of hours he had the episode up on, on SoundCloud. So it's there. You can get it now. Nerdy Laser, uh, Days of the Dead, if you Google that. Uh, I would imagine you will find the episode. We had a lot of fun talking about it. I also want to mention that Toy Fair 2018, New York International Toy Fair, is just a couple of weeks away. You know we're going to do our regular show about it. And so within the next week or so, we should start seeing those preemptive reveals where the big companies are trying to sort of outdo each other with, you know, air quotes, leaks, I'm excited about Toy Fair, not as excited as I am about next week's episode. If you looked at your phone screen or the episode title or or really anything at all, you know that this is episode 199 of the Needless Things podcast, which means that next week is the 200th episode, which we recorded a few weeks ago. We had a live extravaganza with many, many different talented people. We had interviews. We had music. uh, We had all kinds of fun stuff going on. It was amazing. And I'll have the audio from that as an episode, a regular episode next week. Well, not a regular episode. A spectacular, special, unforgettable episode. But it will be just a, a, you know, it's Needless Things 200. That's what it is. It'll be followed by 201, which I'm very excited about. It's a little later than I wanted it to be, but because of the way that this episode in 200 fell, we had to push our commentary for February back a week. So I'm I'm missing the mark I wanted to hit with that but it's okay. It's going to be okay. Uh, you, you guys will appreciate it when it comes. But the 200th episode of the Needless Things podcast is next week. And we also, thanks to our pal Jason Wilson, uh, he shot the whole thing and put together a really nice edit of the live show. So I will be publishing that somewhere as well. Uh, as a matter of fact, now that I've said that, I remember I need to send Jason the credits for that immediately uh, as soon as I'm done recording here. So we'll have that whole thing ready to go. So not only will you have the audio episode uh, as as you normally would, but this one we're going to have a very special video episode that will probably go up on the Phantom Troublemaker YouTube channel. Now, if you don't know, the Needless Things podcast is also now available on YouTube, which personally i don't understand but apparently a lot of people just play youtube podcasts like they'll they'll put it on their P, uh, pc or whatever desktop at work and just listen to podcasts on youtube i guess cuz that's easier maybe than going to the podcast sites or itunes or whatever the case may be i don't know but i was told that it's a valuable outlet and I, I don't know. I know YouTube has changed its algorithms and made everything shitty and difficult. But uh, the point is, it's there. You can listen to it there and probably uh, see it there next week. So there you go. That's what's been going on this week. Friends, Toy Fair in a couple of weeks. Check out the Nerdy Laser podcast. And next week, episode 200. And now, a special word from our pal Rich at the Nerdy Laser Podcast. Hey gang, are you looking for another podcast to listen to? Well, you're in luck. 
The Nerdy Laser Podcast is available on iTunes and SoundCloud for your listening enjoyment. On the Nerdy Laser Podcast, we talk about everything from Say by the Bell to Jean Claude Van Damme. Nothing is off limits. If we like it, we're going to talk about it. So join myself, Richard Yule, with a variety of guests on the Nerdy Laser Podcast, available on SoundCloud and iTunes. Also, follow me on Twitter and Instagram, at Nerdy Laser. Thanks! And thank you, Rich. I uh, had a blast being on uh, Nerdy Laser, talking to Rich again. He's been on the Needless Things podcast a number of times, uh, including on our commentary for Ice Pirates, because he happened to be in town, and uh, I wanted to have the guy over. We're going to have him on again. Uh, I want to find something horror-oriented, because that guy's got a few podcasts going on. He's got a wrestling podcast, a horror podcast, and a general nerd stuff podcast, which is what Nerdy Laser is. Uh, I like talking to him, and he'll be back on the show sooner than later. Okay, now it is time for this week's episode, which was recorded live at Days of the Dead Atlanta. We did a Toy Stories panel there, a special horror toys edition. And, you know, as you all know, we just like to have conversations. We're not going to sit there and, and roll out, you know, dates and specificity and all that kind of stuff because that's boring, in my opinion. Some people like it. That's cool, but that's not the way I do things. That's not how we roll around these Phantom Zone, Needless Things, Days of the Dead parts. So I sat down with Ryan Cadaver, Nicole Gould, and an audience full of toy maniacs, and we talked about horror toys. We just Wherever the conversation took us, I think you guys are going to dig it a lot. And if you want to know a little behind-the-scenes secret about this particular Toy Stories panel, then you do need to go and listen to that episode of the Nerdy Laser Podcast, because only there do I spill certain beans about this panel. All right, you guys, enjoy. All right, well, we're, I, we'll go ahead and start, whatever. If anybody, if you're not in a panel 15 minutes early, then you really don't care. I mean, that's, that's yeah, I think so. All right, and they're closing the door, too, so that means it is officially time for us to start. Uh, welcome to the Needless Things Presents Toy Stories Plastic Horrors panel. Uh, this is a panel that I've done at several different conventions, and we kind of try and theme it a little bit when we can. So for today, we're going to be talking about the history of fairy toys. Um, wait, this isn't that convention. No, it's not, it's not fairy toys. Shit. Oh, man, I didn't even bring the right stuff. <laughs> but we, we do have appropriate props here. Uh, no, we're going to be talking about horror toys. Yeah. Uh, and this is, who here is familiar with Needless Things, has heard one of the shows, or knows how we do things at all? Well, I know you're not, sir. Uh, we we have conversations. We're not going to sit up here and be like, in 1973, Mark's Toys released the first ever plastic figure. Yeah, I know zero. I can't do. Yeah, I don't. We're not fact people. 
we're emotional people, which is which is why which is why when we do the fairy toys panel, you guys are gonna want to check it out. So many feelings. Uh, no, we're just gonna we're, we're gonna talk about uh, you know what our our first horror toys, how we got into the idea of of plastic icons of of all of these amazing characters. Uh, you know, going back to the Universal Monsters and even further back, because uh, we will mention Mezco's Silent Screamers. Any of you guys remember those? Oh, yeah. Uh, stuff like that. We're just going to kind of jump around the history of toys inspired by horror. Not necessarily just movies. I mean, there are all kinds of things. Uh, for me personally, like 80s, the 80s produced a lot of non-licensed, you know, they weren't from movies or TV shows or whatever that were amazing gross toys. But before we get into all that, I've got to introduce myself and my panelists. I am Dave West. Uh, I am the host of the Needless Things podcast. And, and uh, I just I love sitting in front of people and running my mouth. Uh, to my left is Mr. Ryan Cadaver. What are you doing here? Uh, we're playing at 10 o'clock in the main ballroom, so definitely check that out. Cast you showed up early. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, prepared. I'm prepared. You came out way early just for this. I, I was going to apologize for interrupting your drinking time, but... No, it's not going to stop. Yeah, that's yeah, good. Yeah. That's good. Well done. <laughs> yeah, I've thought about this already. <laughs> and uh, finally, at the other side of the table, uh, Battle Cougar. What's going on with you? So, oh, aren't yeah, we all? Not, not as uh, charismatic as usual. <laughs> Last night was a little rough. Um, I also have a brand new podcast. If anybody wants to check it out, Caught Dead Watching. Yeah, it's called Caught Dead Watching. It's really good. It's where me and Nathan Hamilton, wherever he is, uh, talk about movies that are incredibly bad, but also pretty darn good. So the first episode is out. It's about a movie called Barn of the Blood Llama that I bet no one in here has seen. Nope. Because you have to pay the director to get a copy of it. Mm-hmm. Like you have to I... mail the director like a money order to get it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. That's why nobody has it. It's not because you can't find it. And he sent me a uh, just a burn DVD. Yeah. Where he had wrote Barn of the Blood It was Blood made Llama. Windows <laughs> Movie Maker. On it. And it was Was there a dick drawn on it? Uh, there should Maybe be on the back. There's a lot of scribbles on the back. Yeah. I think there's some uh, and then he sent phallic me, uh, stuff. Posters, which was just a whole bunch of photocopied like stuff about his movie with that he had, like, it looked like Xeroxes. A, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really want to look. Kidnapping note because he had like like taped like cut stuff out and like taped it and then Xeroxed it and sent it to me. It's very very strange. It's obviously the product of a crazy man. Uh, when we nice. got that, I was like alarmed. I was like, "That guy knows her address." Yeah. That's similar yeah. to my, that's similar to my things experience. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so right the movie will ever be. Yeah. yeah. So check out check out our podcast where we talk for sixty three minutes about how this movie doesn't make any sense. The podcast is way better than the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so to kick off the panel officially, one of the reasons I wanted to have you here, Ryan, okay. was so that you could sing the official Toy Stories intro song. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I right. got it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Toy Stories, give me Toy Stories. Sing along. Ba-da-da. Toy Stories, give me Toy Stories. Ba-da-da-da. That's it. All right. 
Okay, so now now we can begin. Uh, I, I do like to give things away at panels. And is everybody familiar with cavity colors? Uh, they've got a booth over in the... Yes. Good, come on. They've got a booth over in the dealer room. Uh, lots of awesome artwork, uh, licensed stuff. They just put out a run of stuff from the Howling. And I've got a pen here that he said I could give away, but I had to give it to the most handsome person in the room. Come on up, sir. No, no, you're right. Oh, oh, this makes this even better. Young man? Yes! Oh, where'd it go? I'm really curious. All right, really big Rob Zombie. Tell us what it is. Enjoy. We're fucking Rob Zombie. You gave him the handshake? I did. You get... No, no, no. I thought you were coming back to get the pen. Oh. You'll get a handshake later. It's okay. We're, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll be nice to everybody at some point. Uh, all right. So, I've, my whole life, I've loved horror stuff. My grandmother, uh, got me into originally Stephen King books. We would stay up and watch in Wilmington, North Carolina. The local station would play like hammer horror movies or whatever. We'd stay up and watch those when I went to visit her. So, I've, I've always had an affinity for horror. And toys are kind of another big thing for me. So horror toys have just always attracted me. I love the idea of an, of an artistic representation of all of that grotesque stuff. And over the years, it's gotten a lot more intense than it was when I was a kid, when Mad Balls were kind of the grossest thing you could find you know, in stores. But the 80s, as I was saying before, the 80s brought so many interesting and wonderful, you know, you, you might not immediately think, oh, these are horror toys, but if you look at Mad Balls and My Pet Monster and uh, Monster in My Pocket, all that kind of stuff, it's all, I mean, Monster in My Pocket basically had uh, Universal Monsters set in there. Like, it's all that stuff that was inspired by the, you know, the horror that everybody in here kind of first found. I, I doubt anybody started with Cannibal Holocaust. <laughs> what about you? Uh, what 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 are your early horror toy memories? Uh, so, like, my dad's super into horror, and my dad was the kind of dad that, you know, would buy me stuff that he kind of wanted to play with, too. Right, right. So, like, I wouldn't know anything about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it was one of those things where, like, I remember waking up one morning for Christmas, and, like, you know, normal kids are getting, you know, like, you know, it's like Transformers and stuff like that. That's cool. But, like, I got this toy called Monster Face. I don't know if anybody remembers this at all except yeah. for me. Nope. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. And it's, like, literally, like, the Mr. Potato Head, like, but, like, horrific and gross. And it's just this big skull. And I remember waking up Christmas morning, and my dad had it all set up. And it had the snot that you could pour through the nose and, like, all the little, you know, things on it. And I was like, this is, like, the coolest thing ever. And then from then on, I was just hooked. So, like, I would always gravitate towards the more grotesque and, like, the gross-out toy stuff. Like, it just it attracted me. I was I was a kid that was into that stuff. Yeah. So, like, any stuff like Mad Balls, like Rat Fink, like, any of that kind of stuff that, you know, I, I was drawn to immediately. Man, you, just, you saying Rat Fink just reminded me that I can't remember who put it out. Do you guys remember the Rat Fink action figure that came out? It was in, like, Toys R Us and stuff. Yep. Uh one of the one of the major companies, yeah, I've still got one at home on the shelf. It was one one of the big companies because in the early late nineties, early two thousands, there were so many small companies grabbing up licenses and just making plastic 
everything. You you had stuff like uh, the Flat World Dracula. Anybody in here remember that? It was like a Mego-style Dracula figure. Uh, it cost a fortune because the guy that designed it, basically, he just loved the Mego style. Uh, he knew that there weren't a lot of toys featuring Bela Lugosi's likeness because at the time, it was very complicated to, to get the, the state to sign off on anything. Uh, even the first uh, Dracula from Sideshow Toys, I don't think was a Bela Lugosi likeness. I think it was just kind of a generic Dracula. Yeah. And uh, so Flat World was one of the first Bela Lugosi Dracula figures, and it had fabric clothes. Is anybody familiar with Mezco's 112 Collective that's going on right now? Uh, it, it was basically the forerunner to that. I mean, granted, it descended from Mego, but it was... I had, at the time, it came out in 97, I want to say, 97, 98, and I'd never seen anything that amazing, because I, I grew up with Migos. Those were my first toys back in the day, and I always liked the fabric uh, outfit, I liked the articulation, and not a lot of lines incorporated all of that. Yeah. So cool. yeah, that, that Flat World Dracula was badass. It's not what I brought today. Because if anything happened to that, I would have some serious problems. Uh, but through the years, we've seen so much innovation. Uh, Nicole, what did what did you start off with? Like, what was your basic horror toy start? I actually didn't start collecting horror toys until I was an adult. Uh, my parents uh, did not like that I was obsessed with horror. Um, like I and I watched my first horror movie when I was like five, and and then like you started reading uh, Stephen King books when I was like ten years old, um, and uh, watching Stephen King movies and stuff like that. Um, my my mom did not support that, uh, so like she just she she didn't like the fact that I was weird and was obsessed with horror. So I well, that's the only reason I had any tolerance at all for it was because it was my mom's mom. Because my parents are very. Strictly Southern Baptist, it's a pleasure to meet you. But so the, the only reason it got by was because Granny was the one yeah, that I, got I, me I into it. I was banned from watching slasher movies. We were we grew up at the same time, like in the, yeah. in the 80s. And, um, As opposed to this little child. <laughs> I'm, I'm 13. Are you even yeah. old enough to be drinking those beers? No. <laughs> so, like, I used to sneak over friends' houses and, and watch uh, slasher flicks because I was obsessed with watch slasher flicks. So I was not allowed to have horror toys and you didn't like girls didn't get yeah yeah stuff like that like um, times were different back then yeah like I had we had to ride our wagon to the market to pick up our wooden carvings Carvings and like you know like cut mohawks into their heads and stuff like that um (laughs) but yeah i they did not encourage my weirdness at all um so when i moved out on my own the first thing i bought was um this pinhead Bring it up. <laughs> Share your story. Yeah. It's story time. Oh, Pinhead's going to talk uh, now. Yes. He lost his box. It's in here somewhere. Don't open it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, beautiful. we can we can duck out this door. It'll be fine. <laughs> but yeah, he does talk. He's motion activated, which is fun when people stay over the house uh, for the first time. He's very dusty because he's very old, and I'm not a good housekeeper. But... Um, yeah, I'll, like, I'll turn it on and. That's McFarlane, right? Is that? Um, I think that one's NECA, isn't it? Is it NECA? Okay, here's oh, it is NECA. here's yeah. an yeah. ongoing needless things debate. 
Now, who is familiar with the the NECA, National Entertainment Collectibles Association, I think it is? Uh, who is familiar with that company? Now, show of hands, who says NECA? And who says NECA? Me. Okay, interesting, interesting. Yeah, I say NECA, yeah. All right, well, maybe we've settled it. We're done. We're not talking about this anymore. It's NECA. <laughs> it's NECA. We're done. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that and, and I love that you brought that because that was one of the first. You know, McFarlane had their uh, movie Maniacs. That it's so funny. I don't. How, who in here has recently seen any of the early movie Maniacs figures, oh, like yeah. in person? Okay. So when these things came out, um, uh, also '97, I think, because '97, '98 were were amazing times. For for horror and toys, because you walk into Walmart and buy a Freddy Krueger figure uh, is insane. Yeah, but you know I loved them then. I'm like it's Freddy and Jason and Leatherface and holy shit! I can't believe I've got all these guys on my shelf because you know a few years earlier you couldn't even get T-shirts with those guys on them yeah. without going to a horror convention or something or going to some shitty downtown store that charges you a cool tax to walk in and makes you feel very uncomfortable about being there. Uh, I don't know what you're talking maybe about. Maybe that's just me. Maybe that's just me. Uh, and then all of a sudden this stuff is, is widely available. But looking at those movie maniacs now, them fuckers are rough. Yeah. <laughs> the, the sculpting is not great. Like, I, I checked out the, because I've got the, the shelf of the original series up. And, uh, you know, they, they did pretty well with Leatherface, but that Freddy is one of the ugliest toys I own. My gosh, it's unbelievable. And we've, we've come a long way since then. But right around the same time, uh, maybe 99, uh, but NECA got the license to do Hellraiser figures. And that series still holds up today. They don't have a ton of articulation, but they look fantastic. Yeah. And it blew my mind that, you know, because all we had at that point were those first movie maniacs, and it was kind of like, all right, these, you know, I've got them, yay, very exciting. But then Naka comes in and does this line of Hellraiser figures that are just one, incredible. One thing I do kind of miss, though, is, like, I do like the fact that the movie maniacs had the posters. I hate those. I really? hate them. I hate them. I love them. I love them. I think well, it's awesome. I like having the poster behind the... the yeah. Here's what... I love the idea of the poster, but the practicality... I mean, it's silly. Yeah. I moved... Yeah. Between when I first started buying those and now, I've moved probably six or seven times. Yeah. And those posters just don't travel well. They don't pack well. And they changed the style of them oh, because yeah. the original ones were, had a full frame and the big base. Yep. And then they changed it to, to where it was top. just like a, a hook type yep. thing. And those that, do not hold up at all. Dude, no, we well, have some of those. Like We have the Wishmaster one and it's all folded up. We had to throw it away. And, and, like, and it see, does not that stuff there's, drives there's me like crazy. There's only a, a base yeah. and it just was like a little, not even cardboard. I'm the kind of guy... But like, I love the idea of having the movie poster. Well, I love the idea. Bones, that's badass. But I'm the guy that looks at my Blu-ray shelf, and if the title of the movies is not lined up oh, within within yeah. a series, not everything, but like within a series. So if you're looking at like Texas Chainsaw, and the first one, the title is on the spine like this, and then the next one's like, come on, get your shit together. <laughs> For real. And even we have a, I think it's the Nightmare on Elm Street one that I have. That came with the poster, but the poster is like off. 
set in the frame. Yeah, they didn't, really they didn't ragged. position them all it, right either. But yeah. yeah, it's like off, so there's like the frame and then there's just like blank and then there's the poster. It's I'm still going to say I like the idea of it. <laughs> I would I, like to I see more. We're voting you down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, the original like, ones were really nice pieces. Like the yeah. the what they what they put into it, like sculpting and paint and everything. I mean, imagine if that came out today, it wouldn't have any paint on it. It would yeah. be hollow plastic. It would, you know, it just it, they wouldn't be as nice. Yeah. Although they might be easier to move around. But I will say that those movie masters figures and a lot of the early McFarlane stuff, like you take that out of the package, there's a chance that at least like an arm is going to snap off. Oh my and that's gosh. what sucks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like I have uh, Bruce Campbell. Um, yeah. Yeah. Army of Darkness. Yes, my Army of Darkness one. He's, yeah. he's armless. He's armless of darkness. Yes. I, I had to... <laughs> not just, not bad. I'm sorry. That's bad. Let me tell you about the worst... Well, the most intense... That's probably too strong a word. Super glue experience I had to have was when that Bruce Campbell... I had... Well... And... and <laughs> the Bruce Campbell at the Ash the Ash figure from the movie Maniacs line. Uh, I have one of the big eighteen inch ones that they did signed by Bruce Campbell. Uh, and this this was in two thousand one. He did a signing here in town, uh, and he's actually in town this weekend as well at a different thing. Uh, but he did a signing in two thousand one, and I realized it was nine days after nine eleven, which is kind of insane because to me, meeting Bruce Campbell was a bigger deal, but. Uh, yeah, I have messed up priorities. That's why I'm sitting in front of a bunch of people at a horror convention. Uh, I've got the big one. He signed the blade. We're good. The smaller Ash figure fell off the shelf, as they do, because somehow McFarlane could manage to make static action figures with minimal articulation that still don't stand up. Yeah. How, what, how does that work? Uh, which, the most and, they can do is that. And like, NACA yeah. has a similar problem, though, because NACA, for some reason, will put joints in the ankles, but give them rubber shoes. So my tall man has a piece of fishing line around his neck pinned to the top of the shelf above, so he stands up and he isn't slowly falling forward. But Ash fell down, his chainsaw blade broke off. And this was long before NACA had picked up the Evil Dead license and started making the most incredible Bruce Campbell figures the ever. The likeness which, is insane. Who does, it's so does, good. Does anybody have a likeness that's harder to capture than Bruce Campbell for some reason? Like, I have... There's some bad ones. I think I've got yeah. two... Because even the NACA ones, yeah. like, some of them... Just aren't some quite of the old Dead ones are really weird too because the eyes are all wonky. Well, that's that's Nick's painting process. Well, and that's the thing is, I think he's he's one of those people that's so ingrained into our consciousness that we, I mean, we know what he's supposed to look like. Yeah. So if you don't get it, it's not a matter of like, okay, that's good. It's like, no, that's not it. Those are red flags immediately. But they did notice, they yeah. did a. Uh, I think it's Dark Horse, because uh, Dark Horse Comics does produce toys as well. They did a, a figure from My Name is Bruce. My name? Yeah. Oh. Yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, he's got a Hawaiian shirt, and it's it's great. It looks amazing. It was the first Bruce Campbell I ever had that had a really good likeness. But now, have you guys seen uh, the new ones from Ash vs. the Evil Dead? Yeah. That's one of the best likenesses I've seen on any figure ever. And every every head sculpt, like every expression, like he's got like the shocked expression, and yeah. angry, like it's all on point. But my sorry ass little McFarlane one fell over, and he was the only one I had at the time, and the chainsaw blade broke off. And that chainsaw blade is micro thin. There's nothing to it. And I I had to make the decision, all right, I have no choice. I'm going to glue 
my fingers to this fucking toy and hold this blade in place <laughs> until it sits. Because I tried putting a clothespin on it, and it wouldn't. It was like going sideways and wonky, and it's. It, it was just. It was ridiculous. So I, I sat there and peeled my fingers off, and there's still skin around the base of the blade where it broke off, which is actually it yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I'm okay with it. But going back to uh, Naka's Hellraiser line, which which that was the worst segue ever. Thank you, everyone. Uh, my toy that I brought to share a story about. Nice. Uh, Anybody want to, let's see here, what do we got? I have a ladies extra large, dirty, dirty con con game show shirt. Anybody want one? I already got that one. Well, there we go. Oh, I was trying to get Are you kidding? Well, you can use the shirt to mop it up. Perfect. I can't believe that just happened. I've never hit anything in my life. Yeah. All right. So this is uh, this is an early build a figure. Actually, uh, Toy Biz had already started doing build a figures with their Marvel Legends line, and Naked decided, hey, that'd be a good idea too. And they did a build a figure of uh, the box, but this one was, I think it was from the second series, and at the time, I wasn't an internet guy. I was not an early adopter. On the internet, it's a fad. yeah, it's going away. yeah, yeah. That's, that thing's not going to be around much longer. Uh, but you had to buy six different figures to put this thing together. And it, has anybody got one of these? We I, we have part of it. Yeah, <laughs> we, we don't have the whole thing. It is one of the. It's just a box. It's six pieces, but it's one of the hardest things I've had to assemble in my life. Uh, but it's it's the pillar. If you can't see it from the back, it's the pillar from, uh, from Hellraiser. Hellraiser. And yeah, Hellraiser yeah. three specifically, yeah. uh, which Pen- Penhead is still in it yep. with his little his little rubbery pens. Uh, it's very filthy. There's lots of nudity and and all kinds of horrible things that should be going on in any Hellraiser scenario. But I don't know that I have ever put so much effort into finding all of the parts of a thing because the wave that this was with was not distributed particularly well. Uh, you know, at the time, you guys remember, like, Media Play and Suncoast and, you know, all those great stores that carried everything and carried too much of everything, and that's probably why they went out of business. But I had to travel all over Georgia to get the pieces for this because nobody had a full set. And like I said, it, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like it is now where you could just pre-order Go to everything yeah, and, and get it. So th- this thing was was a road trip uh, to get all the parts, and it took a lot of time. I, I want to say, and this, here's the most frustrating part of it, is the base, I think, was the last piece that I had, So and it holds, it holds it together mostly. But So I had it sitting on the shelf without the base. It looks fine. I could have just said, no, I'm good. You know what? We're fine here. But it drove me nuts every time I looked at it because I'm the Blu-ray spine maniac. Uh, I had to, I had to get it, so I, I got this thing, and it was I, you know now I can look back and I love that I had to hunt stuff down. I love that it used to be harder to yeah. put together full sets There's of things. Story like it. yeah, well, it's just so much more satisfying. And granted, now I'm old and lazy, and I really like being able to just order a case of things online. But you know, I really enjoyed that those days back when. 
you know, you get paid on Friday, and whatever your next day off was after that, you'd go around and look for the new, you know, the new Masters of the Universe figures or the new Hellraiser figures or whatever. Like it was a it was a day of just driving around hunting for stuff, not knowing if you're going to find something new. Maybe like you know, now we know what's coming out a year before it comes out. Well, I used to get surprised. Like I would yeah. go to Toys R Us and be like, I didn't know that was a thing, but this is awesome, right? You know? yeah. Right. And I would find stuff that I didn't expect and didn't know I wanted, but then I'm like, I want that. And, well, and, and even within lines, there you know characters that you didn't know were coming out. Yeah. It, it was there was a lot more uh, satisfaction, yeah. I think, than now, where you can just say, "All right, got it." And open up the case, put them on the shelf, and we're done. Yeah. What's yeah. what's next? It's a scavenger hmm? hunt. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Oh, and speaking of scavenger hunts, uh, man, one of the fun things about that era was going to all of the different little independently owned shops. Uh, you know, comic shops that got in on the toy boom and, you know, they had their comics up front still, but in the back, just tons of old toys and you hit a flea market. Uh, if, if you're in the Duluth area of Georgia at all, uh, there's a mall over there that used to be uh, kind of a flea market type mall and there were two toy stores in that one mall, independently owned. They traded, they bought, they sold, they had stuff, you know, all the way from the 50s to whenever it was, you know, 2000, whenever they shut down. Uh, and it was exciting to go in there and be like, what's, what's happening? But, you know, the, no, no, the mystery's gone. Yeah, no and, collector and you, based, one, no collector based thing is gonna last forever. And two, the internet is yeah. killing everything. Well, and that's the thing, like, you can. We hate the internet! Boo! But it's one of those things where, like, I. Get can, off my lawn, internet! I can look up, like, a, a line of figures and find out every single Hellraiser figure has ever been made in, like, 10 minutes. And I can research all of it and be like, this is what I want, I know where it's at. I can find it. But back in the day, you had no idea. Like, a lot of the stuff, like, I really didn't know, you know, you just kind of found shit out when it came out. What's wrong with us that we can't go on the internet, look, okay, there are all the Hellraiser figures, and just say, cool, those exist, and move on with our lives? I can, though. I have to be like, well, I need that one. I don't have that one. And then that's that's the thing. Yeah, exactly. You can't deal with it. you can't have one. You have to have... All of them. Well, that's the danger. Okay. And that's what drives me nuts about like that. Like I have two yeah. of those. Well, there's one of the dealers in uh, the... He's selling them. I yeah, yeah. yeah. I, know. Just, I don't know if it's this series, but I noticed... No, there's a couple from that series. Yeah. I saw them. Yeah. Come on, guys. Get yeah. on it. Yeah. We need um, the Frank Cotton from that series, too. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, it's just... It's one of those things where you don't feel complete... You look at the shelf and you see that hole. Well, I don't know about you guys, but like I'm really peculiar when I'm like gonna start collecting a new line because I'm like, okay, cool, I'm gonna get all of the Evil Dead stuff, and then I'm like, oh, but we we got this really cool Jason figure. Well, now I gotta have all of the right. ones from that line, and it it it, it becomes a problem. Well, it's the it's yeah. the potato chip thing. Yeah, yeah. like you can't you can't look at a series of figures like the, to to go back to the Mezco one twelve collective. Oh, stuff. I know. And you can't buy just one of those. stuff in horror. By yeah, so you said you bought the Harley. Yeah, and I, I was know, like, I know. No, and you you're like, don't do have. it. Do not yeah. do it because the minute that you buy that, it's going to go downhill. And you're right because now I'm looking at all of them. I'm well, like, and oh, they're doing right. they're doing a Michael Myers. I know. They're doing a Jason. Well, they've teased Jason. They have they haven't released an image yet, or at least they hadn't last time I checked. But they've teased a Jason Voorhees. They're doing Alex from Clockwork Orange. Jason Voorhees. Well, I want 
I want a Jason X figure. That's I, I, I want a Jason X as well. Like yeah. that—that would be one of my one of my dream horror figures. Yeah. would be Jason X. I love yeah, I Space love, Jason. Yeah. yeah, Jason goes to space. Jason, Jason goes space. to space. I love I love that Jason in the credits, and that's amazing. So like my my parents. Uh, they would, we, they would always buy me, like, the discount, like, Halloween costumes. Like, we, I'd go to Party CD or whatever, and they'd be like, yeah, we'll get the discounted, you know, one. So, like, uh, one year, they had pushed Jason X back a year, but they had the Jason X costume. And I was like, I don't, and nobody knew what it was. It was just this weird, like, metallic blob of, like, plastic and rubber. And I'm like, I want to be Jason X. I'm like, that looks awesome. So my, my parents bought me the discounted Jason X. Nobody knew who I was. But I was like, I'm Jason X! Jason X! That's what, yeah. Didn't matter. Space Jason. Over the years, what are some of the, you know, as, as you've, you've become an adult and gotten deeper into this, this, uh, well, legally, legally you are. Uh, but, but, what are some lines that you've enjoyed? What's some stuff that sort of sucked you in or surprised you with, like, holy shit, I can't believe they're making that? Um, well, I'm pretty obsessed with with Jason, obviously. Um, so I I have um, just everything Jason I can get. So I have, like, I have a stuffed Jason, um, like... You guys need to see. You need to put a picture of that up on Instagram. Um, yeah, the, we we had no. we had an event uh, at, at Stately West Manor called the Jason Olympics uh, <laughs> recently, where everybody dressed up as Jason, uh, except for our good friend Mr. Bo Brown, who who came as a lifeguard in the shortest <laughs> shorts. Oh gosh, yes, dangerously yeah. short shorts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, put the put the mouse back in the house, buddy. This is, this is a family event. Uh, but we all had to compete in various Jason themed activities. Uh, was there beer? There wasn't beer, was there? Uh, there was a lot of Jacko Blast. Oh, Jacko oh, Blast. Blast. Yeah. Lots we of Jacko Blast. Blast. Some of us, some of us found our Jacko Blast tolerance. <laughs> I did. I still don't have one. I would love some. <laughs> Somebody promised a Jacko Blast right now. I drink it. I, I thought it was gonna happen. I wish that would. I know that would have been badass. Happen. That would have yeah. been great. The Jacko Blast. Fair we really should have. We really should have planned this better, huh? That would have been pretty awesome. Uh, but at least, at least like we're not doing ah, Jacko Blast. Uh, but this stuff, Jason, is incredible. And yeah, you need to Instagram yeah. that. You know, uh, so I actually almost. He might be in the hotel room. Did I bring him? Yeah, he is. He's in our room, so I'll. I'll, I'll Everybody, I'll come nice. to our room after. Yeah. The and we'll, we'll, like, yeah. Four twenty-three. Actually, I found out something cool about that. Uh, a friend of ours was in our room, and he's like, "I got that when Jason goes to hell came out," and he's like, "I got it in Gatlinburg at Ripley's, believe it or not." So that's one of the places that they're selling it. Yeah. So, Weird. I don't know. I I actually got so it. At we're, we're, we are tracking down the history of this figure, but it's amazing. It's a, it's there's not a lot of Jason goes to hell merchandise. Because it's not a good movie. Hey, hey, hey. Ah, I'm sorry. I'm Bite sorry. your evil tongue. I'm sorry. But I'm just saying, like, and Jason's not in it a lot. Really? <laughs> Whatever, he's in the whole thing. You're in your mind. He's, not he's, really. the main, he's the main uh-huh. character. You gotta have the hockey mask. Got to. It's a don't be movie. don't be such a slave to convention. You're right. You're right. It, they tried to do they tried to do something different, and it <laughs> that was awesome. Actually, that was like the best part of the movie. I think that's I think that's I know, the, it's best the best part. That's the problem because it's how it opens, and then it's just down. Yeah, it's, 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 how, 
it's more of a it's more of a this. Yeah. <laughs> Quiet, grumble dick. <laughs> all right, all right. More Jason gets the helmet. So anyway, that's why I got that at, at a con. It was just, <coughs> and it was sitting on a dude's table. It had no price tag on it. It was had nothing to do with any of the other stuff the dude was selling. It was just sort of sitting there, and I was like, oh shit, I have to have that. And it was almost like the guy was like. Not even sure where it came from. It was like I think it like it was like a little shop of horrors thing where it just like came down from space, <laughs> space Jason, um, or maybe it came up from hell and it like got onto this guy's table and he's like the glove came up like, out of the ground with the doll and was like yeah. nope yeah and I was like oh, I have to have this and he's like I don't I don't know he's like give me like five bucks and I was like that was a steal yeah. that's amazing yeah yeah because uh, it's that weird like Jason gives the hell like swollen head with the lumps on it and it's just like really odd looking. Yeah, and he's he got like a, a little tiny head. machete that's like this. It's he's awesome. got a plastic head. And it's not the one it's not the one from Spencer Gifts that do you guys remember when Spencer Gifts had a line of uh they would they had plush bodies and you know fabric clothes and everything, but these big plastic heads and the first time you described it to me, I assumed it was that and they talked. When you squeeze them they they make noises because they did Freddie, Jason, Leatherface I mean they did all the hits. But the first time you told me, told me about that, I was like, oh, I'm sure it's one of those. And then you brought it over, and I was like, what is that? Yeah, yeah I think I it's like never some weird, like, like, I think places like Ripley's, believe it or not, and like, like little weird tourist traps or something. Yeah. So, with yeah. like a little bit it's of a heart. It's the only one that I've ever yeah. seen. Um, and I, I scour, like, you know, cons and flea markets and stuff for like anything Jason. And it's, it was just randomly sitting on a table, and the guy was like, that's I'm not really sure how much I want for that. Give me five bucks. I was like, Shh. that's the way to do it. Yeah. Now, as we all know, if you visit a flea market and go to the toy booth there, you are going to find hundreds of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, we have, from our panelists anyway, we have one more toy story. Tell us about this little guy. Uh, so this one I actually picked up at Joe Lana, but I had it as a kid, and it's one of those things, like, we all had toys that we collected as a kid, and then you don't have them anymore, and you're like, I gotta, I gotta have that. So, like, I had to have the Donatello Dracula, and I, I found him at Joe Lana, and I was so happy, and the guy's like, I don't know, $2, I'm like, awesome. I'm like so excited. But, uh, the, the universal line of Ninja Turtles, like all the weird Ninja Turtles stuff was my, my jam. Yeah. Like, not just like, I mean, I had like the normal turtles and I had the van and I had all this stuff. But like anytime they did some weird stuff, like the Star Trek ones and the Universal Monsters ones, I was like, I gotta have those. But so you're the reason they kept doing that stuff. I love that stuff. <laughs> I would still do that stuff. I love the, I liked the crossover turtles like that. Yeah. Um, but you know, and, and now I didn't like the like the, they did the sports ones, and I was like, eh, you, you weren't big on the guy. baseball, yeah, baseball, the baseball Raphael. Ones, but I don't know if it was Raphael. But, I mean, I'm, Universal I'm Monsters. If you cross that with anything, yeah. that's 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 going to be a hit. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. They're so iconic, and I mean, look at this guy; he's just awesome. Like everything about this is killer. As we all know, Donatello is the best turtle. He is absolutely. My favorite thing about that design is the fact that he has his elbow pads and his knee pads on top of his Dracula suit. Yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How would you wear them? Yeah, I mean, how could you see the knee pads? Well, we we do we do have a wrestler in the room, uh, Strychnine. If you were going to wrestle in a Dracula suit, not to That's be confused with Dracula. Would you have your pads above or below your clothing? Would you Superman it? <laughs> I completely would, because again, as having done monster style wrestling, right? No, my gear went on over the gimmick because I was uh, was it a uh, freaking uh, 
It was a, my, my character was, it was a Frankenstein crossover. Right, 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 yeah. right. right. Yeah, okay, so, so yeah. there we settled. go. It's settled. settled. We're Don getting so much done today. Yeah, man. We're settling arguments that have been passed down from generation to generation. Now, since since this is a, a horror convention and we all enjoy partying and maybe didn't even know that this sort of panel was going to be happening, did anybody bring a toy? Because uh, one of the things we do at the Toy Stories panel is we go to the audience uh, and, and sometimes somebody will have brought a favorite toy like we've done. Uh, and have a story about it. But even if you don't have a toy, is there or is there a specific toy that any of you maybe have a story? Did you bring one? Okay, awesome. Let's see it. Uh, so it's more for my adult life, and it's not plastic, but it is hard. Not all toys are plastic. That's fine. No, my, my Some are silicone. Is. So I found this a few uh, a few years ago. We were in, I think, Cancun. Stand up and and uh, yes, nice. That's awesome. Whoa. So it's the predator, but they the story behind it is they take fishbone and they grind it up, and then they make it like a paste and they mold it, and then somebody paints it. Wow! And they got it for like thirty bucks. And if you ever go to Cancun or Cozumel, they're everywhere. Yeah, I, don't know I saw them in Cozumel. I don't know what their uh, obsession with the predator is, but they're <laughs> everywhere. And this, seriously, gift shops just predator everywhere. You're like, really? Yeah. Yes. You're like, here's some dolphins. Is it the dreadlocks? I don't. I don't. Maybe it's very islandy. They had dolphins. <laughs> where Where is Predator's Island vacation? I would maybe that's that. maybe that's the one they're shooting now. I, I would love that. Yeah. But they had. Big ones too, but the, the weird thing about that is they don't have any prices on anything. Yeah, they try to like. Oh yeah, yeah. I talked to you. You're trying to gauge your interest. Yeah, like yeah, if you but, walk up and you're yeah, like, "How much is this?" Yeah. You're be like, "I got one." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's exactly kind of what happened with this. I didn't think I'd leave with my life if I didn't buy something. So this was cool enough. So I bought it. Now. Since you stood up and shared, sir, I understand that you have a podcast. Would you like to uh, put it over? I do. I have. Uh, I have a few. Actually. Well, yeah, yeah. You've you got have a really couple good theme songs. So too. I have. Uh, yeah. I have, <laughs> great theme song. It's the Pro Wrestling Roundtable. Uh, I have one that's called the Assignment Horror Podcast, which is uh, you know uh, relevant, and uh, another one called Nerdy Laser. So check them out. All cool. Thanks for coming and sharing, man. Yeah, I appreciate absolutely. it. Anybody else got a, a toy story they want to share? Strychnine, what you got? So my hobby is uh, I like to uh, do figure customs. I've done them with, started with those style of uh, Ninja Turtles because their torsos would pop apart easy. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so yeah. you could swap arms and make different things. And that, of course, graduated into my obsession with pro wrestling. And so when Jack's Pacific started with their Ruthless Aggression line in 02, they weren't hard to pop apart. Apparently, when Mattel took over, they said, fuck that. <laughs> they are not easy to take apart. I've, I have my own fair of share of scars on my hands from yeah. popping torsos. Yeah. But, uh, like real torsos. <laughs> <laughs> Even in wrestling, I don't think you can do that with a butter knife. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, it's one of those funny things. I mean, another buddy of mine who did customs as well, we would share, like, Different times when you stabbed yourself in the hand or have big gouges. It's like the scene in Jaws, but for toy customizers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a much wimpier war story. Yeah. <laughs> more war injury story. But yeah, it's not nearly like, as badass, but it's still like stitches <laughs> from the exact and I've slipped through the head. And yeah, yeah. The oh, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's toys are one of those things where, obviously, when we're all young, we're told, 
that's just for kids. But I have a simple theory. Oh, I was told I was going to grow out of it, and I did not. I, I have a simple theory. Look at my house. It's that it's never too late to have a happy childhood. My first one was fucking terrible, so I'm going to pour it down my yep. 30s. There you go. I, I think everybody here today probably goes by that rule. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, look, when it comes to, like, turtles, I love the old turtle figures. I, I'm, I'm with you with the... Once I had as a kid, see it at a flea market. You gotta have it. You take gotta my money. It. Yeah, yeah. With, when I, oddly enough, talking about with Predator, the first horror toy I ever had was a Predator back when the movies were new. Oh, yeah. I was just fascinated with. I don't think it was articulated very well, but it was probably the Kenner line. Yeah, was it? The did, yeah. the did it look like so this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so detailed. I was just like fascinated by it. it had a little. Its mouth was open and the dreads. It's like, oh, that was the coolest thing ever. Oh yeah. Because, yeah, like I said, I get the paint job. Well, it's like when a lot of that stuff hit, it was the first we'd ever seen those characters fully yeah. realized and detailed. So it was cool. It was like it, like the movie Masters. It's like, yeah, it's like now. Yeah. But I mean, it always gets better. All but toys, when it came out, that's all we had. Yeah, yeah all toys go through that. Here's the I was able to buy a snake Bliskin figure. Like, that would yeah. change my life. Like, that was the most important part of my life. I was like, dude, I can own Snake Bliskin. Like, remember when wrestling figures were... Non-articulated hubs oh, yeah. of plastic. Actually, I still really like this. Yeah, I've, I've got a bunch of the big rubber LJN ones, the ones you could knock a donkey out with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Hasbro came along and put a couple springs in <laughs> Yeah. And that was the coolest thing you'd ever seen. Uh, so thanks for sharing, man. I appreciate it. You got anything we want to put over while you're here? Unfortunately, no. That's cool. You'll, you'll be back hey, on I'll, it soon I'm enough. I'm going to put you over and you over because the dirty, dirty... Con Con, Game Game Show Show, is badass. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, existed last night. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. cool, cool. I know you do a in two different things. I, I, yeah, so, I have a short attention span. Yeah. Constantly doing course, something. If you're not going to see the Cassie Creatures and Elsie tonight, I have no clue what you're doing with your life. Tonight, 10 p.m.? 10 p.m. 10 p.m. Oh, it's so good. And then we're right after them. So I would love for all you guys to be there. And then we can all go to our room and we can look at toys. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Follow them back up. <laughs> room party. Well, anybody else? Got uh, want to share something? Oh, look, our benefactor, the son of celluloid, back in the back there. S O C. I S O C. I'm not even going to ask you to stand up because I know you can project. Yeah. Um, living ain't easy. Big gimping, man. But we, uh, you were talking earlier about how you went around looking for all the Hellraiser figures and going on the hunt. Yeah. I remember around Halloween in it was O two or O three, Burger King. And their kids' meals had the Simpsons Halloween toy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 There were 15 of them. Yeah. Each store got two of them. And it was just completely random. And I probably yeah. went to 35 Burger Kings trying to find all those. But, like, when you finally find that last one and complete the set. Did they make you, like, buy food every time? Some of the stores would just sell me the toys. Some of them were like, no, you got to buy food. I feel like I, I had enough chicken nuggets today. Dude, come on. I think on. most of the ones I went to... Like, they were actually happy to not have to make you anything. Like, if you walked in and you're like, hey, can I have whichever Simpsons toys you have? Right. What do you want with it? Nothing. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't have to hand you a cheeseburger? That's right. great. No one has to do anything else. Yeah. 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 Is that still, like, so I don't even know. Like, people with kids, is that still a thing? Because, like, I don't... Oh, dude, yeah. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they still... the. I feel like the licenses aren't as cool, but that's because I'm ancient and getting ready to fall apart at any moment. And I go. don't understand what the kids like. It yeah. used to be with those toys. You would 
So a movie would come out, and you knew five, four, three, two, one. That was gonna be like the next right. Happy Meal, Kids Meal, to go to Burger King, whatever. Yeah, it was always within like a couple. That was always the promotional stunt. Yeah, yeah. For whatever big Disney movie, whatever was coming out, that was gonna be the Kids Meal. Well, now so many movies are coming out, and so I feel I like. Everything is made for a much broader audience than it used to be. You know, it used it used to be the kids' movie came out, and that's what the Happy Meal toy was. But now you've got all the Marvel stuff that's that's general audience, and uh, you've got you got so many things. I think kids are watching what Hollywood is releasing is generally more palatable. Yeah. So it, it's this weird. You that's don't a, get weird like that's six, a different panel. That's a different panel. Remember that was a big deal. Oh yeah, yeah. I wonder if maybe that was something like maybe we shouldn't be dipping our well, toes so much in movies we don't know. Anything. Well, maybe you shouldn't put out shitty Burger King toys because those toys were awful. <laughs> <laughs> I just crumble digged you, buddy. Uh, anybody else got a Toy Story to share before we wrap it up? What you got? You were talking about like uh, your parents wouldn't allow you to do that stuff, neither with mine. So, my big thing was when McDonald's came out with their chicken McNuggets that you were dressed up like the universe. Oh, the Halloween so, chicken McNuggets. Because that was, that was palatable. They would let me get those. So, my mom went and scoured around to find all those so I could have them. I played. Yes. Like more than my Barbie dolls or anything else, I played those McNuggets forever. Those are, those are the best. Yeah, those are really best awesome. premiums ever. Yeah, yeah the yeah. commercial with the little puppets, those things were adorable. Yeah. And I didn't imagine we'd be talking about anything adorable today, but man, those little McNuggets were awesome. Anybody else? Can I ask a question? Yeah, go ahead. With, with for me, music's always been my 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 go to, like for you guys it's horrible. But with music I would find an artist that was Unestablished or whatever. Let's get With today's society, commercialism behind the pop culture, how do you guys feel with things becoming more culturally acceptable? Commercially, there's there's a very fine line. Uh, you know, I uh, again, I'm I'm old and I'm more accepting of things than I used to be. When I was younger. Uh, I'd, I'd get really mad when some niche thing that I loved yeah. but got I, recognized by other people. Yeah, yeah. Today, yeah. It, like it's easily like you've touched on yourself. With, as, you bet I have. Do you feel like there's kind of a disconnect between the creation of these ideas and the people who are actually investing their emotions into these things? Because, like you said, it's so easily accessible. Like, Else. They don't really yeah, I, I they, definitely. They, they, they were a part of the upbringing, right? These, these iconic figures. Well, and I think that's one of the reasons. I think that's one of the reasons why uh, toys uh, coming up on Kickstarter has become a thing in the way that it has. Yeah, because you get that grassroots experience now. You get the emotional connection. My money made of. that happen. Yeah. Now, granted. I think nine times out of ten, you never see a toy out of it. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I, I do think that's why that's so popular and why that's engaged people so much is is it's going back to that you know the experience you of walking into Kmart and finding some weird new little toy line and being like, holy shit, food fighters! What, dude? I'm on board for food fighters, and then you know the, it 
it gets more popular, more recognizable, and you're kind of not as interested. This is that same kind of thing, like, oh, some Kickstarter, some weird Kickstarter. Look, it's mutant cyborg firefly figures. Yeah, I'm down with that. And I'm I'm guilty of it too. Like, it's one of those things, like, like when Pops first hit, and they were like, I was like, whoa, I could buy like a figure of like this character from this obscure thing that I watched. Because Funko has every license to everything. Yeah. But but now that I see him everywhere, I'm just so sick of seeing Pops. I'm on, yeah, I'm with you on and that. And I'm one. just like, I don't even care. Like you know, they can release any character. I'm just like, I don't care. We we uh, a, a store a store recently opened up uh, north of Atlanta, and and when I was talking earlier about finding independently run toy stores uh, and how exciting that was in like the late '90s, early 2000s. Uh, a, a store that was very clearly I drove by it on my way to work and it was very clearly a toy store. And I was like, wow, I've never heard of this name. I've never heard of this. What Did somebody actually open a toy store in 2017? What? And finally uh, made a point of stopping in there one day with the family and we walk in and the whole store is Pops. That's literally all. The walls wow. are just lined That's with not pops. A toy and look, That's I, not a toy like, I like, those. I like, I dig the concept. Every once in a while, there's one that I see, and I'm like, you know what? That aesthetic works really well for that character. Yeah. That it, it's it's cool. But like, out of all the things you could do, why would you choose to specialize in the most readily available collectible yeah. item on the planet? Yeah, and you can buy. Can literally buy pops anywhere. Yeah, yeah and, like, and anywhere. If, if you're like, patient for less than uh, MSRP, generally. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't want to end on pops, so yeah. we're gonna we're gonna end on uh, right now. If there was a dream figure, oh, you've got okay. No, we're gonna end oh. on. Yeah, let's talk we're about. We're gonna the end creature. on this guy. Okay. It's always good to end with the Gill Man. Um, so this dude, I got at either the first or second days of the dead. Um, I can't remember. It was Indy. Was it? Was it? Yeah. It was that first year me and you went up to Indy. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. I, so I got him at Days of the Dead. Um, but since I got him, and it was just another like random find that, you know, one of these boots out here, um, he has been our adventure buddy. So he's been to Indy several times. He's been... He's been he, on a lot of road trips. He's been to Anderson. <laughs> when, we, when we Andersoned the hotel room, we turned it into a, a bird. That was, yeah. yeah. We, we rock-starred a hotel room, um, and Creature helped. Uh, it was it was very interesting. We almost threw a microwave on it out a window, but we adult, adulting one on that one, and the microwave stayed where it was at. Uh, he's been all over. I think, did he come to Europe with us? Yeah, he's our, he's our co-pilot. So. Um, so, yeah. It's weird that, like, an inanimate object, like, you can have an attachment like that, but it's, it's one of those things, it's like, Creature comes with us. Yeah, it's Creature comes to you know? every Days of the Dead, he comes yeah. to Dragon Con. And I feel um, like everyone has a, a toy, at least or has had a toy in their life that they're like, that's my buddy. Yeah, he's like our mascot, especially yeah. for road trips. We, yeah. we love him very much. Um, so. There you go. Fabulous baby rainbow become a fabulous ram. He's our road trip mascot. Yeah, so you gotta have you gotta have have a mascot that comes with. And creature is is ours. He's been on a lot of trips with me and Ryan, me and Nathan, and the three of us, and and all that. We love him very much. 
So if you guys want He's to seen some horrible things in hotel rooms. Yeah, <laughs> I did learn that blood comes out of his fur pretty easily. I was surprised. Nice. He got really oh, bloody yeah. in Anderson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, he's a little bit stained and stuff, but, you know, he... Uh, Just gives him character. He washes yeah. well. You know he's yeah. yours. Yeah. 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 Um, he, uh, he has smoked several cigarettes, and uh, there was that time we made him do heroin. Mm-hmm. Um, that was pretty awesome. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Tied a little rubber band around him. It was so cute. He's a he's a badass. All right, so to wrap it up for real, uh, if if there was one character that would be your dream toy, the thing that you would see and be like, I have to have that right now. uh, It doesn't, not something that exists, something that you want. Like for instance, uh, I I have to have uh, for Mezco's 112 a Freddy Krueger. Uh, I would prefer later Freddy because uh, the makeup. I, I prefer later makeup. I uh, like the sweater to be uniform once again. Once again, Blu-ray spine guy doesn't like Freddy's red sleeves. I need I need the pattern I to be all over. I didn't even realize that was a thing, but he pointed that out to me on the figure, and you thought it was a mistake, right? Yeah, when I first got yeah. that, that uh, I think it's that, was it the McFarlane one? It's, yeah, I think yeah. When I first got that, I thought they'd just left a paint app off of his sleeves. Yeah, his sleeves. I don't because know if you know this, in the first movie, solid red. No stripes. I, I had never noticed it in watching the movie, because at the time, all we had was shitty quality well, and versions. And most and of the movie is in dark. Yeah. 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 It, it's not, it's not, it doesn't read necessarily. Yeah. But anyway, uh, I, I want a 112 Freddy. That'd be awesome. Oh my gosh. Well, all the heads they would include, probably, yeah. you know, different hands, everything, and that fabric. Uh, if you guys haven't seen a 112 collective figure in person, they're so You've awesome. never seen anything like it. They're like, I mean, everybody knows Hot Toys, right? They're like Hot Toys, but six-inch scale and slightly more affordable. Uh, they're actually not. I don't think they're that bad. But that's, that's no. I mean, for what they are, once you get your hands on one, you understand, like, yeah. oh, that's why this costs like, I, I get it. I get it. It makes sense. So that's that's my dream. So what if, if there was one, like, style... Of toy for a character. I would also go with the 112 because I love those. I want a 112 Franklin Jella Skeletor. Oh my gosh. Dude. That would be badass. You're reaching for the stars. I feel bad about mine now. I think that that would be awesome. That would be great. Yeah. I would love, I would buy, if they did a line of 112 from the Masters of the Universe movie, I'd buy every single one of them. Yes, that would basically just goes up and down. Like, whether, (laughs) even if you don't like that movie, that design for Skeletor is so badass. Yeah. 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 I would have. I would not buy Gwildor. I would have a 112. Let's see Sue, the llama from Barnes and Butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> on brand. Yeah, on brand. <laughs> I would display that shit with such pride. I'd have a spotlight on it. It would be amazing. Yeah. Alright, well, really it is time to wrap up, and that means we once again plug everything that we're doing. Uh, don't take that the wrong way. That'll be in the hotel room later. Yeah. Uh, Nicole, where can we find you online? What are you up to? Uh, I can be found on Instagram, uh, BattleCouver. Um, Facebook, all that. Um, and again, catch me and Nathan's brand new podcast. First episode dropped last Monday, and the next episode will be out uh, in about a week. And Every a half. two weeks. Yeah. Everybody. Oh, um, boy. We are, we are committing to one a Can't month. Can't believe that guy's not here. Two a month. It's about iTunes? Yeah, it's yes. on iTunes, it's on Stitcher, it's on. Um, 
whatever your favorite podcast app is. Um, it's on all of it. Yeah, just Google um, it. Click the Podbean. It's worth a Google. Yeah, if it's not on whatever podcast app you use, please hit me up and I will get it on that. Um, but it's I've gotten it on all the big ones, so check it out. She's really serious about podcasting, <laughs> and it's funny because her first episode already has like. 20 times more downloads than anything the cats and creatures do. <laughs> <laughs> we've, done, we've watched like four podcasts and then we're just like, eh. <laughs> so I, I, yeah, I do not have a podcast to push, but I will push. We are playing 10 o'clock right across the hall. 10 o'clock tonight, the casket creatures with Elzig. Please be there. And there may be some surprises happening that are in... Oh, there will definitely be surprises. Well, there will definitely be it's surprises. It's just what the surprises there may will be. may be like a really cool one or it may be really <laughs> underwhelming, but you won't know unless you were there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, I am Dave West. You can find me at... Uh, NeedlessThingsPodcast.com uh, We post all kinds of stuff, not just about toys. Uh, the Needless Things Podcast post every single Friday, and it's on iTunes and everything else. Uh, please come get a business card uh, when we're all done, and we're all done. Yep. Thank you for coming out, guys. I appreciate it. Huge thanks to the son of celluloid, Nathan Hamilton, who is the director of the Blue Track for Days of the Dead. He is the guy that got Needless Things and the Dirty Dirty Con Con Game Game Show show and all the Fanomaniacs on board uh, this weekend and gave us gave us fun to have and let us come out and, and share the stuff that we do. I had an amazing time. I will absolutely be back there next year doing who knows what, uh, anything where I can have a microphone in front of my fat face. And you guys, this is it. Episode 199 is in the can. Episode 200 is, is done barring a catastrophic Armageddon scenario that ends the world or like an EMP that hits earth and undoes all of our electronics 200th episode is done in the can baby it's happening I, I i don't even know what to say about the fact that next week is the 200th episode uh you guys please do you know keep spreading the word keep telling people and and now i feel like we've hit a, a major milestone of respectability to a certain extent like we've done it 200 times now uh you have let me you've let me into your bodies into your minds 199 times and next week will be the 200th and i appreciate that believe me so keep spreading the word uh go to needlessthingspodcast.com click on the big old amazon box and buy your stuff there and uh just keep tuning in you guys and next week, we've got a very, very special treat for you. If you weren't there live, I'm so excited for you to hear it. I love you guys. Thank you for listening to the Needless Things podcast. You're the best. You can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, or in the ears of a Trader Vicks employee. Love you. Mean it. Uh-huh.